0: design is about uh, systems modeling and aligning the human beings that go to work every day and want to do a great job and making it easier to do the right thing. And I find that telling stories of design, small, powerful stories can cut through a lot of the abstraction that words bring to the situation.
1: You're listening to Design Future Now, a podcast about designing the future and the future of design. I'm your host, Lishan Huang. Design Education Manager at AIGA, the Professional Association for Design. We are continuing our conversations around the theme of healthcare as an area of interest and potential career paths for designers. In our previous episode, in case you missed it, I interviewed Mia Osaki and Tina Park about their design practice. They run a studio called Diagram where they help healthcare organizations design for behaviors and transform patient experiences. Mia and Tina also teach at the School of Visual Arts, and they have their own podcast called Yeah, No, where they share their experiences as design entrepreneurs working in healthcare. But back to this episode, our guest, who you heard earlier, is another designer and educator working in the healthcare space. She'll introduce herself and we'll jump right in.
0: So my name is Kim Irwin. I am a co-director for the Institute for Healthcare Delivery Design which is located at the University of Illinois in Chicago. I'm also a research professor at the School of Design at UIC as well, and spent 10 years in a full teaching uh, load and teaching capacity at the IIT uh, Institute of Design before leaving and moving into healthcare.
1: Kim, welcome to Design Future Now, and thank you so much for being here. To kick things off, why does design in healthcare matter? What brought you to healthcare as a designer?
0: I can't imagine a field that is more human-centered than healthcare, and the professionals who are drawn to healthcare—the doctors, the nurses, the administrators, the policymakers, um, the pharmacists, uh, the medical techs—you know, these are people who love and are trained in, in components of it. They have a deep expertise. I think what they feel unprepared for are the challenges of dealing with a system that is measuring them, not on the care they're delivering from a patient's point of view, but from um, uh, sort of a quality point of view and a billability point of view. And what designers can bring to that is a perfect complement. So these people have deep expertise in a technology, in a set of diagnostics, in a knowledge base, and design comes in and says, we know how to translate that to the human context of care. We can improve the situation for frontline clinicians, we can improve the situation for patients. We can bring human-centered thinking to a very fundamentally human-centered field that if you ask most people in it, don't feel as very human-centered.
1: As a designer myself, with no background in healthcare at all, except maybe for being a patient or being the friend or family member of somebody who's had to use the healthcare system, I find it really intimidating going into a space where there's so much deep expertise, specialized jargon, all sorts of gadgets and devices that I totally don't understand in these complex systems. So my question is: besides just diving in and learning about the subject matter, what are some things that designers can do or should know to help prepare themselves for a career in healthcare?
0: I think for designers to prepare themselves for healthcare, um, there are a number of things that need to come together for them. One is you have to be curious about the domain of healthcare. Um, the naive mind of the designer, which sometimes can be really helpful in disciplines or industries that you know, need a new idea about how to uh, connect to their customer base. That's not very helpful in healthcare. You really need to understand all the invisible forces, the policies, the payment systems, um, the performance measures, that doctors and healthcare systems are held to. Those are all invisible. And so you can go in and watch a patient and a provider interact and not understand all the invisible forces that are creating that context. So you have to be curious about the business models. You have to be curious about the policies and the procedures. And if you're not willing to be curious about all these forms of expertise, it's probably not the field for you. You also need to know that you are designing for a multi system. A system of nested systems and designing for a multi system means that you need to be able to manage complexity. You know how you need to know how to do systems modeling. Um, you need to understand the interconnectedness of all the different components that you might be thinking about changing and how changes in one area will cascade into others. You also need to know how to manage stakeholders. Healthcare is a very human centered, stakeholder intensive environment. And so I think designers who are excited by new ideas and even complex new ideas have to be just as excited about the people you're asking to implement them and to engage those people early on, not after your idea is done. They need to be part of designing your idea. So in addition to developing your skills at concepts and developing concepts, you need to develop skills about handling humans and engaging people and making them feel valued and bringing them in and not believing that you are going to save them, that you are a complementor to a great diverse set of expertise, and learn how to navigate that and create leadership through that.
1: So on the other side of things, how do you communicate the value of design and what designers do in healthcare spaces to folks like doctors and hospital administrators who might have their own conceptions or misconceptions about what design is and what we actually do? How can
0: we communicate the value of designers to all these administrators and doctors is a great question. Um, I'm still working on it. I will say that, of course, the conception of designers is that we make beautiful things. So I often start there. I say, you know, I don't make teapots. I don't make fashion. Um, there are people who do that and I buy their products, but that's not what I do. And I start explaining um, that design is about uh, systems modeling and aligning the human beings that go to work every day and want to do a great job and making it easier to do the right thing. And then I often tell a story. And I find that telling stories of design, small, powerful stories, can cut through a lot of the abstraction that words bring to the situation. Um, Giving them examples is helpful. And the other thing is, uh, I have the great fortune of having a great space. I have 7,500 square feet uh, for my institute. And what I do as best as I can, as often as I can, is I bring people into my domain and I show them. And showing people work and showing how the teams are working and looking at the full scale you know, imagery we have, they start to understand the worldview is very different than the one that they have adapted to. I think that most people who are leading that world, even if they love their job, they don't really believe they're working in a system that is working for anyone. So when they see our space or they hear our stories, I think they feel the optimism that design as a field brings to a very tired and burned out field like healthcare.
1: Now we are coming upon what I call, jokingly, my life and death questions. First, life. What's giving you life right now? What's inspiring you to get out of bed and go to work in the morning?
0: What inspires me every day? I I have to say, you know, I've been around the block a few times. Uh, I've been working for decades. I am inspired by the healthcare providers that I work with. I have never seen such a group of talented, mission-oriented people. And a mission that, by the way, design very much mirrors that idea of giving a quality experience to everyone. As as somebody who has done systems design, it's painful to watch broken systems. You just look at at the consequences of the pileup of bad decision-making on the frontline clinicians and the patients that they serve. And I find and draw great inspiration from people who come to work every day, use systems that are really not optimized in any way to support them. Uh, In fact, quite the opposite. And, and still come to work and still manage to deliver great patient care despite not having even basic supports uh, that feed their spirit or create efficiency. And so I, I think they're heroes. And I, I think I am honored to come in and figure out how to make a small modification. I don't care if it's a drop down menu in the EHR, which was one of my great achievements of 2018, was getting a drop down menu installed. To facilitate patient transfer.
1: Quick aside to explain that acronym, EHR stands for electronic health record.
0: Uh, These are things that have a scale effect. Small things have a scale effect in medicine. You can make one small modification and it can affect thousands and thousands of people going forward and that to me is that is inspiring.
1: Final question, death. What myth would you slay about design What misconceptions would you dispel or kill off?
0: I don't know that I want to dispel issues in medicine about design. I feel like designers need to earn their place at the table. So I would like to dispel some issues for designers, which is uh, designers are not the hero of the story. And I think that design's mission and passion for work can sometimes bring a zeal that is a little tone deaf to, like I said, this enormous amount of heroics that people every day do in healthcare. care. Um, so you're just one more hero on the scene. And understanding your role and, and being attentive and listening carefully for the opportunities to facilitate and bridge these worlds is something that designers would encourage them to uh, tread carefully and not walk in with this mission-oriented idea that they are going to save healthcare. Healthcare doesn't need saving from any one person. It needs all of us to save it. So we have to work in collaboration. And I think the other is the idea that the problem for designers is thinking that they have identified a problem no one else has identified. That is not my experience. My experience in healthcare is everyone knows exactly what the problem is. They live it every day. They're not (laughs) unclear on the issue. I don't think design's contribution here is identifying the problem. Design's contribution is stepping back and saying, how do we make it better and easier to do the right thing here and thinking in these system solutions and then helping advocate for them? Because it's not that people don't want to change. It's very difficult.
1: Kim Irwin, thank you so much for joining us and sharing your work with us for the insights, for the inspiration. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in. You may have noticed we are experimenting with different episode lengths and show formats, and we are continuing to plan future episodes. So we would love to hear from you. You can email us, podcast at AIGA.org, or find us on social media, Design Future Now, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can also leave us a voicemail on our podcast page at anchor.fm slash designfuturenow. Your message could end up on a future episode of the show. If you're using Apple Podcasts, please leave us a rating and a review. It helps like minded listeners find our show. Or subscribe to Design Future Now on the podcast platform of your choice. Design Future Now is a production of AIGA, the Professional Association for Design. We hope to see you at our design conference in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, March 30th to April 1st, 2020. Special thanks to John Snowden, who helped with recording this episode, and to Meredith Davis and Rhonda Hadi. Who hosted us at NC State University, where we recorded our interview with Kim Irwin? And once again, I'm your host, Lee Sean Huang. Until next time on Design Future Now.